I'm Jeff Long, the executive director of Teens for Teens Help. And I'm Kathy Long, co-founder. What inspired both you to create this organization? Well, it was um, a family mental health crisis. In, in ninth grade, our daughter was diagnosed with anorexia, depression, and anxiety, which began a four-year journey through uh, a lot of mental health uh, crisis, uh, IOPs, PHPs, residentials, hospital stays, and um, it was incredibly difficult and painful, um, so much so that uh, we wrote a book, A Parent's Guide to Anorexia, to help those navigating this difficult issue. Um, and then at the end of our daughter's last treatment center, she spoke at a high school, uh, which was incredibly brave. And then she was asked to speak at that same high school the second year. And because she spoke at the end of that talk, a boy came up to her and said, can I give you a hug? And she said, sure, why? And he said, well, last year I was trying to figure out how I was going to kill myself. And I heard you talk and got help instead. So that was kind of the beginning of what we have now as Teens for Teens Help. So our daughter was incredibly happy and excited, actually, that she had helped one other person and that everything she'd been through was a benefit to somebody. And so we knew that alumni speak at treatment centers, but there wasn't anything on the internet where teens can actually see stories of other teens who have gone through mental health issues. And so we spoke to our daughter about it and said, you know, do you think this is a good idea? Should we create this? And she said, absolutely. If I would have seen somebody's story, it would have saved me, you know, years of, of struggling. And so, you know, um, it was COVID and lockdown and we stopped doing what we do for a living and we just put everything into creating these stories. Um, we work with professionals because everything that is on the site has to be vetted through professional mental health professionals. And then we have a teen advisory board also because they have to like and agree with what we're doing and how we're saying it. And Sky is a member of that teen advisory board. Um, and yeah. so that's what we've done. Yeah. And the, the other tiny important piece of this, and Sky will tell you that, is that what we learned through all the different therapies that we did with our daughter or that she did is that the peer group is vital and important. The teens listen best to other teens. And so that's really just the important thing that we wanted to create. And that's why everything that is on our site is approved or created or thought thought of by our youth board, our teen board. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we do because we knew knew it would help. And Sky, how did you get involved with the organization? So when I was 17, I decided to go to the outpatient program because I was struggling with what I didn't know, but I know now is bipolar disorder and like PTSD and just some certain other stuff. And um, one of my therapist played like the video from teens for teens like in our session and i just saw like it was really nice to hear somebody's story like that was a teenager for one and that was similar to mine like during a time there was not like a bipolar section but there were some other things that resonated with me and like in my outpatient program it was also like young people like 18 to like 25 but it's so much better to have it like on the internet because you can always like look through and just having like a mix of different things. Because like in in inpatient, I mean outpatient, like you only talk about what's in the group and it doesn't like leave the group. But like during Teens for Teens, like you can take it outside and like really like pick it apart and like 
learn about what would be the best action for you. Yeah. How has helping teens help your own uh, mental illness? Um, it's actually helped a lot because it helps me like work through my own stuff while also giving advice to others. I don't give like medical advice or anything like that, but like just teaching them like or showing them um, the different routes I've took it, take and like medication that might have worked for me and just how to deal with like family stuff and just really just giving my story about what I've been through for the past 19 years now but and listening to their stories too like it makes me inspired like the journeys everyone has such a different journey and it's actually beautiful that we can all like come together and share like all of our struggles Scott you missed one little important part is after you finished at your treatment center you gave us a call tell us about oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did um I wanted to share like I said before I wanted to share my story and help people like as many as I could because I had I honestly had no idea what I was doing in the beginning but I all I did know is that I wanted to help everybody and so I saw Teens for Teens and I just decided to like give them an email and be like hey because I was really inspired by this one story about addiction um I'm not sure sure the name but she was really really inspiring she sat down and she was so open about everything and there were some things in there that were said that I had never heard anyone come out and be so honest about and I just wanted to be honest and share what happened especially with bipolar because online there's like literally no like videos about <laughs> yeah there's other videos about like addiction there's like other stuff but bipolar disorder there's like nothing out there so I felt like I was going through it so alone and I just wanted to like share to all the young people who were in the same situation I had and had no idea because if I were to known like some of the stuff like, if I would have known some of the stuff that was shared, like, online, I it would have saved me a lot of trouble because, like, I would have actually probably known that it was something similar to bipolar and not be so misdiagnosed. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. why we do it. And, and, and it's the power of these stories and the ability to be vulnerable. And it just normalizes the fact that everybody is dealing with something. You know, mental health is part of health. And we all, you know, whether it's bipolar or depression, anxiety, at some point in your life, everybody's going to go through something. And and we just want to, you know, have these conversations so people don't have to go through it alone. They don't have to carry the weight of the world on their shoulder and they can, you know, get some help and find find a path. <laughs> and one of the things that is also on the site are informational videos because knowledge is power. And I know with our daughter and with Sky's story, it's like that unknown, you know, that self-talk. It's like, I'm crazy. This is, I'm, I'm really messed up. What's wrong with me? And these informational videos are exactly that. And they, they kind of normalize what's happening and explain it. And so when you know, then you can have a direction to go in to try to get some help. And so that's a, a key part of what we have on the, below the stories. So it's like stories and then underneath the stories are informational videos because that's so important. And then resources underneath that because we're just trying to funnel people to the help they need. Yeah, I live with uh, bipolar disorder too and I didn't find out until four years ago. So when I was 37. So it, it was tough. And Sky, like you said, I couldn't find anything online or 
just to, you know, see that I'm going through it alone. And I did it many years later. How important is it to help these teens? One, you're going through a hard time with high school, any teen is, and then you have a mental illness on top of that. Yeah, it's really hard. Is that for Sky, or did you want us to answer that? Uh, whoever, yes. I mean, I go ahead, Sky. First, I think what you said about going through high school and having a mental illness is hard because you're so focused about like what society wants you to do: go to college, do this. But you have to prioritize your mental health to be able to do that. And I think that what you said also about the bipolar thing, it's really scary when you don't know like what's going on. And like, yeah. you know that it's not de just depression and you know, it's not just anxiety, but you don't, you can't like connect all the pieces together. So having a video that describes the symptoms without um, putting you down or like making you feel crazy is very, very helpful because it helps you be vulnerable and it can help you like talk to your therapist and like, be honest with your doctor and not feel so like alone and like you're crazy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. What are some of the things you've learned from your daughter? Oh my, everything. Um, uh, uh, well, one thing I want to mention and Sky mentions this in her yeah. story because it was so impactful for her and it was impactful for us is genetic testing for psychotropic drugs because it's so important and and it's not perfect but at least it narrows down the choices of what your system can process better and so you know our daughter was on everything that was inappropriate for her genetic makeup and so for her it, it was a matter of weaning off a bunch of things and then slowly getting her on things that she tested better for. And I'm a huge advocate for the genetic testing um, and especially for young people. I mean, you know, when, when the, when the side effect is suicide, what are we playing with here? Right. And so if you can narrow the target of what you want to, your pool of what you want to choose from and possibly limit those ill side effects, then that's what you want to do. And so um, yeah, I know it happened with Sky as well. Genetic testing like actually saved my life because like your daughter, I was on probably 12 different medications. And I'm sure you know, too, because of bipolar, they, they tell you, you have to start on antidepressants and go through a certain number. And I was so suicidal. I would be crying all the time. Like I can I'm really sensitive towards like medication and you're supposed to have like six weeks of side effects. Literally by day two or three, I'm like mental breakdown, like can't do this anymore. And once I got the genetic testing, it was much better because they put me on every single medication that did not work for me. And I had not even tried anything that worked. And now I'm on like medication regimen that has been working like wonderfully for the past like maybe like six months. So genetic testing, I would recommend to anybody because also if you have like parents with bipolar disorder, like I did, um, that's another thing like your doctor should like look into if you like, give all the medical history and they can like do tests on that kind of stuff as well. And to, to answer, you know, I mean, there's so many things your question about what did our daughter teach us? Well, first of all, you, you never know what somebody's going through. You know, everybody has their inner dialogue and the stuff that they keep to themselves. And so even though you live with somebody and you know them as well as you know them, you don't know 
what they're going through if they don't share it. And, and my father's a psychologist and I would always ask my daughter, you know, how are you? What's going on? And she would answer fine, which was her code for F I'm not explaining. And, um, you know, it, I just didn't know how dark of a place she was in. And so, because we are not helicopter parents, but very involved parents, um, in, in love our children very deeply, when we found out that she was down to 32 heartbeats a minute and needed to be put into a residential treatment immediately, it was stunning and shocking that I can live with somebody and not know what's going on with them, even though I'm aware and I'm paying attention. And so it's just that that was a huge, huge lesson. And then the lesson that you know, in our society, we don't teach people about social emotional intelligence. You know, this is something we all should learn it is vital because from the moment you are born to the moment you die, you have an emotion. So what does that mean? You know, is this is this information that I should act on? Is this information that I shouldn't? What are the triggers? Why are they there? You know, we learned all of that stuff. And then we learned, you know, the power of the support groups, whether it was the peer groups that she was in. And I was in a parent support group which really, you know, saved me because I was struggling so much with what our whole family was going through. Right. And, and so, you know, the power of support groups and peer groups, get in them, get involved, you know, help somebody and then rescue animals. Yes. Um, they, they rescue you if you let them. And, um, you know, we just tried everything we could think of and afford. And the reality of the matter was that until our daughter chose recovery, nothing we could do was going to change that. We could keep throwing things at her to try to figure out whether or not she wanted to, but it was up to her. And so that's the other important thing that we learned as parents is, you know, your kids might be your kids when they're little, but as soon as they start to, you know, be tweens and teens, they're on their own course and you're there to love them and support them. Um, and, and you give them the tools and they they decide when they're going to pick them up and use them, quite frankly. So Sky, uh, how does it feel to be helping other people in similar situations? It feels great because there is gratification for me as well. It helps me like work through my own stuff, like things I forgot about, like in the past, I just like totally blocked them out. Like, Oh, this never happened. And someone comes up to me and asks, I, it helps me like process, reprocess what's going on. And I think the reprocessing makes you like stronger and helps you like realize your triggers and everything and helps you like get past it. And also like just seeing the joy, like not the joy, but like when you're helping someone to look in their eyes, like the connection that they feel and like sometimes they get light, like you can tell they're like opening up to you and being vulnerable. It's an amazing feeling because it's like I was they're so comfortable with me that they're able to like open up and sometimes they're not able to do it with their parents or anything. So it was a really special feeling to be the person that they can like come to and talk and know that they're not going to be judged or anything. Cause I've been through it. And, and Sky was going to ask you this question. Sorry, Michael, if you don't mind, I'll um, go for it. You know, uh, doing your talk and putting yourself in the role of a mentor and somebody who has experience, you know, uh, in a lot of cases, that does help people recover because they see themselves differently. Once you did that, did anything change for you? Um, like in regards to like getting help or being a mentor? 
No, just when you told your story, sharing it, did that help you? Yes, even though it was really hard in the beginning to be so vulnerable because it's on the internet and we all know that the internet is kind of like forever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was really hard, but I felt so much lighter because I knew it was going to help other people. And even if it didn't, I was able to get stuff off of my chest and put it just out there. And if I'm having a hard day and I think I can't do it anymore, I can like look back at that video and be like, I did my journey like this is all the things I've like accomplished like look how far I've come even though it was extremely extremely difficult and I went many years just going and doing things I should not have done seeing those videos and going back it grounds me to like be able to realize that I actually like accomplished so much and it's written down like I know people journal and stuff but I have a really hard time journaling so seeing a video is very like helpful for me at least (laughs) Yeah, yeah I, I think videos are huge just yeah. to see, you know, oh, they're talking about the same thing I'm going through right now. I think also videos are way more helpful than like blog blogs and all that kind of stuff because we live in a world of like YouTube and like Netflix and everything. Yeah. So it's much more easier to connect to that than just reading something. Because if I have to read something, I really don't like connect with it. I kind of stay away. <laughs> Yeah, we learned that from our teen advisory board because we were going to do a blog and they're like, we're not going to read it. No, not for us. You can do a blog, but it's for the adults. Like, okay, we got it. (laughs) I will say that our daughter, when she um, she spoke, um, she was saying that for her telling her story and being a part of Teens for Teens Help, such a big part of it, it helps her every day because for her. Every day she has to choose recovery. You know, every ha- every day she has to choose that path. And so for her being in that mentor role, um, it just keeps her stronger in choosing that recovery every day. And she said one important thing that I want to share here, and, and that is that, you know, you are not your diagnosis. You get to write your own story. Your diagnosis just gives you a bucket of coping skills and perhaps medication or treatment options that you can use to deal with whatever you're dealing with. But it, it, you know, that's the point It's to get you free of your challenges so you can be exactly who you want to be and do what you want to do in life. And so that's not your identity. Yeah. That's an important perspective to share. And, and, and that's the power of, of all these different stories is your, I mean, the wisdom and courage, that these kids have to share their stories and and the little things that they tell you are just amazing. And they also interview mental health uh, professionals on topics in our teen talks. And I learned something in every one of those. It's just so amazing. And, and we just did one on grief and I recommend everybody see it because we all have grief and we don't know how to process it and why it's so important. Um, and so I just, I learn stuff every day. I just, I love doing this because it's important and our, our youth need it. Yeah. We need it. When you started this organization, did you think it would have the impact as it does? I was hoping. We were hoping. (laughs) You know, we're still so new and young and building our team out. And, you know, we've been seen in 55 countries which tells you that these issues that young people have no no borders. There are, you know, there are no boundaries or borders to the mental health struggles 
And the things that are top of mind for these young people, like global warming and social media issues and the future. And so we are really excited about that, that our reach can be that broad. And, you know, I look forward to when we can do things in other languages and we can um, really just broaden that net of who we can help. Yeah. And, you know, we want to add a few more categories and, and many more stories because we want, you know, 10 to 20 stories in each category. And somebody goes there, they can see somebody who looks like them. And and that's super important. And so we're putting that out there. Anybody watching who has a story and is still in the, you know, 16 to 25 range, um, you can reach out and contact us and we'd love to have a conversation with you about your story. The diversity helps a lot having like different like ethnic groups different like if you can do languages just different paths because there's so many different paths to like recovery and everyone's journey is just so unique but at the same time there is probably something that you have in common yes exactly yeah. and it, it we have to also acknowledge the fact that it's it's more difficult in in some uh sectors of society i mean traditionally um uh, you know the Asian population is not embracing treatment in the Western concept of it where, you know, um, the white people are like, yeah, let's go to treatment. Let's get therapy, you know? And, and so we do need the diversity and we will find brave people and we have brave people and we just, we welcome it and need more and more. And it's going to, you know, for some communities, it's harder to come by. For sure. Exactly. I lived in the South for basically all my life and there it's not really, it's you're fine, you're sad, like go outside, like it's the phone. The phone is causing everything. And <laughs> California is like a little bit different because there is so many people here trying to get help. But if I live in South Carolina, where I like used to live, this would help me like so much more. And I feel like schools and stuff, even though some of the topics are really hard to like talk about, the hard topics are what we need to talk about the most. There's a reason why they're difficult. And so if, even if schools can get involved and play like certain videos like about depression, because most kids have depression, I think that would help so many of them. And they can go out and actually get the help they need by talking to the parents and opening up to their doctors and right. not having a stigma about taking medication or if they want to try like natural medicine or whatever, like at least they the conversation's open. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. Do you see the wisdom this young lady has? Yeah. She's She's amazing. And, and these, these young people are amazing. And I'm, I'm constantly inspired and, and admiring uh, them and their, their incredible abilities and thoughts and wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and Sky, you were talking earlier just about prescriptions and medicine and, you know, that was, there was stigma there talking about it. So you know, yeah. for younger people to be more open, it is going to help a lot more people. Yeah, exactly. Because even if you're like, say you're at your friend's house on vacation or something and you have to stop what you're doing to take like medication or you have to eat like at a certain time to be able to take your medication. If we all could just realize that this is just a real part of life, it's what is needed to be integrated into society. You wouldn't feel so awkward about, hey, I need to eat something really quick so I can take my medication. And it wouldn't be such a big deal and people would not be looking at you any type of way. I think people just need to be informed and it won't scare them about like your friend or whatever. Because even if your friend is having suicidal ideations like that, it's not 
it's kind of normal just going through life. Like someone will have that experience at least once in their life, but you can also help and support them without being so freaked out. Right. If you're like really freaked out, you're never going to actually be able to help your friend. Like, you know, they needed somebody who's a little bit stable. And if you have the information, you're more willing to be able to help them in like a productive manner. Yeah, absolutely. Knowledge is power. <laughs> important to talk to people. Very, very important, whether it's friends or family members or school counselor. Um, you know, it's yeah. just really important to open up and get it out because it's like a soda bottle. You can't have all that shook up carbonation there and keep it in. It's eventually going to come out. And so you want to, you know, do it in a, in a healthy way. You know, on the, on the website, we have links to teen line where kids can text and, you know, they'll be talking to another teen who will help them, you know, kind of work through whatever their issues are. Um, and of course, you know, the 988 number, which is super important. And I'm so grateful that was passed and it's now implemented across the country. Um, so those resources that are immediate are, are on the website. And cause I want to clarify, um, Sky talks to people and she is an advocate for mental health, but teens for teens help is an online resource. We are not an in-person, we don't do treatment or groups or therapy we're a place to start to get that information and to find out where the resources are so that then you can get that, the peer groups and the one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you can hear the stories from us and you can and see the informational videos, but then you have to take that next step for the one-on-one. -on -one. But it's available on the site. You can find it. Yeah. Yep. 